Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. Yes, Fionn Davenport, uh, the travel journalist, back with me for another edition of Travel Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday? Well, I was thinking of beauty because of the quote you shared with us before the break. Shelley. Oh, and yes. what was Shelley describing? He was describing Lake Como. Oh, very We're going good. to the Italian lakes. The three lakes of northern Italy. So Lake Como, Lake Maggiore and Lake Garda. Okay. Uh, which one do we want to start on? Let's start with Lake Como. Uh, so the one nearest Milan... Uh, yeah, it's the one. I guess it's the one of, of the three. It's the superstar lake in terms of it gets all the plaudits. I mentioned the quote the that Shelley had. Virgil sang its praises. The the Roman poet Virgil. Yeah. Um. It's been so since Roman times. It was kind of a wealthy trade center. It's been since then the the kind of summer residence of the affluent, be it Italian affluence, but also European. George Clooney. Yes, that's who, that's who I associate with <laughs> exactly Lake Como. Exactly right. That's exactly right. It's uh, it's it's always like George Clooney. George Clooney put Lake Como on international maps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's so in, like in summertime, it's it's the beautiful people. It's a hub of chic hotels, great restaurants, like the town of Bellagio, like literally the one that gave its name to the hotel yeah. in Las Vegas. Bellagio is. You know, stone staircases, like gardens filled with rhododendrons that are native rather than imported and are <laughs> destroying. Not, they don't have their own version of Michael Healy Ray given out about no. the ro- rhododendrons. No, they don't. And so, um, so Bellagio is the one that everybody talks about. But places like Varena are probably as good, if not better than in terms of just sheer beauty. Um, look, in, in summertime, we're there now. So the height of now. Look. The, the, the way to get around is to get a ferry from Como and then kind of but the queues for the ferries can be an hour long mm. it's it's a, it's a, it's a buzzkill so look i'm going to say this for all three you're better off with your own car because it just makes everything that much easier if you're if you're relying on public transport you're going to be subject to the vagaries and delays of the italian transport yeah system. we were in i know we're going to get to lake garda in a few minutes we were there there's a few kind of campsites on lake garda that are very popular with yes. uh the irish bell italia and these yes. others uh but um you do end up on buses when you want to go anywhere and, it, 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 and look they're grand oh yeah, yeah when they for turn sure. up but there's an awful lot of waiting around, there looking is. at a timetable, looking at your watch and realising the times have come and gone and yeah. there is no bus. And there is no bus. Or, and then eventually somebody goes, oh, no, 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 that bus doesn't run on a Tuesday. And you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. um, and look, and I, I say this. So my, my family, uh, my, my family have a small apartment on Lake Garda. So I've been going there for 30 years and it's stunningly beautiful. But that is true. It's, it's, it's like... You're better off with your own car. Anyway, back to Lake Como. The the things, the big attractions other than just, you know, just swanning around. Like, yeah. You know, like like you're part of the European gentry is the great villas. So, so, um, so my favorite one is Villa. It's called Villa Balbianello. And it's, it's for no, for no small reason in that it's been in Casino Royale. And it also was in Attack of the Clones, believe it or not. The Star Wars movie. Yes, yeah, it was oh, in Attack really? of the Clones. I think, if I'm not mistaken, is it the villa that uh, Natalie Portman lives in or her family live in? It's like this elegant villa on on the water. Oh yes, but yes. it's in Casino Royale. It's the one where you know where he's convalescing towards the end of Casino Royale. That's yeah. Villa Balbianello, and it's absolutely 
one the tour of the villa is one of the kind of coveted experiences on the lake but you have to book at least a week in advance and I, I know we're going to talk about a couple of the other villas but are these like privately owned yes. and they just allow people to come no, and no, no, visit no. them so or? the last owner is this guy Guido Monsino it's it's now actually it's a very good question I think they're they're obviously owned by somebody but nobody lives in them if okay you know yeah um, they're just a, they've turned them into tourist attractions yeah and like you can get the taxi boat from Leno it'll get you there but anyway Villa Balben- Balbianello amazing tour like if you really want to see what a absolutely grandiose 18th century villa looks like um, on on top of a terrace garden on the shoreline of Tremezzo is this other villa called Villa Carlotta and it's named after a Prussian princess and uh, its second owner, this guy Giovanni Battista Sommariva, he he left this incredible art collection there. So it's it's got lots of art, and um, the gardens are beautiful. So azaleas, camellias, rhododendrons, and across from Villa Carlotta on the Bellagio sh- side mm. is the neoclassical Villa Melzi, which has this English style garden, and like in the garden, it's got these Egyptian style lions, and uh, uh, so. These were the summer residences yes, of the of wealthy, the wealthy of the of the absolutely like the super wealthy of the world, I guess. Or yes, um, and then the, near there, there's another place called Villa Serbelloni, which is right on top of the promontory overlooking Bellagio, and you get really beautiful views of the lake. Um, look, go see the villas. The other thing I absolutely recommend is a lake cruise. Get a ferry from one of the town. Like getting one from one town to the next is just the tip of the iceberg. Like yeah. you, you can get a luxury boat tour or you can get, you know, the boats that George Clooney goes around in or James Bond did. Yeah. Like those classic wooden yes. speed boats. You can yeah. get one of those. They're not cheap. They're like 150 quid for an hour or half an hour or something yeah or they're like the ones that uh, Indiana Jones fights on in the last crusade you know and it gets chopped up by the boat's propellers I know that's in Venice yeah 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 those those speedboats they're very I think I know someone will tell me this but they are manufactured they were designed and manufactured by a boat maker on I think Lake Garda or maybe Lake Como but one of the two anyway so they're native to that area uh, are, are there kind of water-based activities then for people to do? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of swimming and boating and, and you can go paragliding and surf, you know. Jet skiing? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, you yeah, know yeah. some people, some places, you know, no, they're no, a no, bit no, down no. on that type of thing. You know, noise pollution. The rich, and the rich can do whatever they want. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Um, I mentioned I mentioned Bellagio. Bellagio is really, really beautiful. Uh, it's It's... it's yeah, as as Flaubert said, he was there in the middle of the 19th century. One could live and die here. It's honestly, it's now when you take out the 100,000 tourists that visit every day or whatever, but it is such a beautiful place. It a, really is. a village town? Yeah, How big town. is it? Okay. No, no, no. It's a village. It's, yeah. it's like a substantial, well, a small town, large village. Yes. Okay. It's beautiful. Um, anyway, so uh, places to recommend places to eat. There's lots of places, but I'd recommend uh, there's a place called in the middle of Bellagio. There's really good homemade pasta and fish from the lake at really good prices called Trattoria San Giacomo. OK, mm-hmm. now th- this is just literally a dip your toe into pun very much intended into the joys and pleasures of Lake Como. The second lake, which is the most the northernmost lake is Lago Maggiore. Now, or, this one less well known so it's less well known it kind of it comes into the 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 foothills of the Swiss Alps so it's quite north very very popular with wealthy people from Milan 
it's more genteel. It's not as touristy. And so as a result, you'll find a lot more Italians. And the kind of the key family on, on Lago Maggiore were the Borromeo family. And they were like bank, 16th century bankers and high ranking cardinals and maybe a pope or two. Who yeah, I, I can't remember. But um, so they they owned so from Stresa, which is the main town on the lake, they owned a series of islands like in the lake. Okay? okay, yeah. And they built houses on these islands that you can visit today. So Isola Madre is the biggest one and it's got the palace, the Borromeo Palace. And again, like the villas of Lake Como, you can visit those. This one, like it, it's again, like superlatives don't really do it justice. And, you know, like paintings by Raphael, Titian, you know, as you do. Yes. Like, here's like, here, Raphael, do me a painting, will you? But these are, when we talk about palaces, these are not kind of these mansions, royal houses. palaces. These no. are the private palaces private houses. of the wealthy. Private houses. They're wow. giant villas known as palazzi. Uh, but they're giant. So these will take a couple of hours to get around oh, these. 100%. So, look, I mean... If you've made the effort to get to the to Isola Madre, like give yourself two hours, wander the house, wander the gardens, soak up the sun, you know, the 16th century atmosphere of what what in Italian is called a palazzo, which me, really means just uh, like a townhouse. Yeah. But here it's a villa. So summer villa. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> anyway, but it's it's. I would also recommend if you're there, go to the Isola dei Pescatori, which is or Isola Superiore, the island of the fishermen. Um, and basically, if the the Villa Borromeo is this elegant 16th century example of extravagance, mm. the Isola dei Pescatori has got a fishing, a traditional fishing village. Really, really nice. Love All right. It. Mm. Uh, Lake Garda then. Okay, so this is the most to... popular one for yes. Irish visitors. You've been there. I have uh, been to Lake Garda, yes. And? Impressions? Yeah, lovely, yeah. When I, we did the campsite holiday. Yeah, so, you know, wrong with that. Yeah, no, but I mean, we didn't we didn't go boating around the lake, visiting villas or any of that. Well, no, because we had two quite young kids at the time and all they wanted was pools and water sites. And if you say to a kind of, what were they, maybe three and five at the time, no kids, we're not going on the water sites today. We're going to get a bus up to a village. To Riva. Two hours yeah, away. No. And and uh, Daddy's going to admire the art on the walls. But what do you mean you don't want to go? It's by Raphael. <laughs> let me tell you about Raphael. Let me tell you the, res- the response you would get to that. Yeah, no, it's fair. That's, um, did you go to Gardaland, the big amusement park? We went to Gardaland. And? Yeah, it was great crack. It's good crack. Uh, it was. And the kids were young, so we did the whole run around. And then at the end of the day, uh, I looked at my wife and said... Uh, will you bring them for an ice cream? I'm going to go back in and I'm doing all the big rides now myself. See? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're never too old to go on a on a roller coaster. So, <clears throat> Lake Garda, Lake Garda is by far the biggest of the yeah. three lakes. It's, I, and I say this, I said earlier that my, 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 fa- my grandmother bought an apartment there like 35 years ago, like a small apartment mm. in a town on the western side called Garniano. And so as a result, I've been going to visit there uh, ever since. And it's, it's gorgeous. Like, it's just gorgeous. And even though in summer, it's just line to wall to wall traffic all the way up alongside the lake. So just for anyone who doesn't know. So go west, go east of Milan, east, south, east of Brescia and kind of northwest of Verona. So it's mm. it, Verona is kind of on the south, southeastern corner of Lake Garda. Yeah. So you can fly into Verona. You can also fly into Bergamo. You can fly into Milan. And, you know, you're getting there. Again, I said at the top, you're better off with your own car because it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an ache 
to get around just yeah I mean, did you have a car? No, no. So it's we had not easy. Sure, us, it's not. So we had a bus rent it, kind of just to bring us as a group. But then you were without it, obviously, the whole time we were there. And to get around, to get to Gardaland or any of these places, it was there was a bit of a rigmarole. Involved. It is a rigmarole. So, and look, and then the ferry will link all of the main towns. So, but the thing is, is let's say, for example, if you want to get from Salot to Gagnano, which is about halfway up the lake, like it'd take you an hour and a half on the ferry. Because it's slow and it stops everywhere. So the ferry is fantastic for shorter distances. So, you know, whether it's you're going for, from Sirimione to Salò or, or even up to as far as Toscolano Maderno. But I wouldn't get the ferry from Salò, which is at the south of the lake, all the way up to Riva, which is at the very north of the lake. Like, yeah. That's three and a half hours unless the entire day's activity is just sitting on the ferry. Yeah, well, that's equivalent to like, you know, a family listening to this in Dundee and saying, let's go to Hollyhead for the day. Yeah, it's not much <laughs> Basically, fun. No, you're not yeah, going to do, not not do it. So that's for that reason. Um, <laughs> and, and I'll mention is that the other alternative, of course, is if you don't find renting the a Riva, the Hollyhead of Italy. Ah, Riva's, except for much prettier. <laughs> all the towns, particularly on the, on the western side, are all beautiful. And there's all of these, like Salon, Sirmione may be a little less so, but Salò's bigger. Salò's kind of the big town in the south. And then Riva's at the very, very top. Riva's very elegant. It's got this 19th century feel mm. to it. And all the towns that run alongside, so I mentioned Gagnano, Toscolano Maderno, uh, all these places, they're just so lovely. So you pick one and there's lots of rentals, of course, campsites. Uh, so if you wanted to base yourself in a town, that's what I would recommend. Base yourself in one place, and yes. use that as your launching pad for explorations. And say, for example, you want to go to Gardaland or for the kids, you cross the lake and the ferry. Just go right across to the other side. Um, look, there's uh, oddly enough, as someone who likes history, so Mussolini, when he was freed by the Nazis from the Gran Sasso, do you remember they imprisoned him? And, yeah. So anyway, so they set him up in the Repubblica of Salò. So that this kind of ill-fated effort to hold on to, to hold on to power. Yes. So he set up in a villa in Garniano, which okay. is now this super fancy hotel. All right. And uh, yeah, and Gabriele. So Gabriele D'Annunzio is this famous Italian poet who became kind of the, 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 the spiritual mentor of Italian nationalism. So he was turn of the century and he built this, what I think is kind of, kind of horrible, really. It's called the Vittoriale degli Italiani. And it's this weird kind of, it looks like it was built in Roman era, but it was built at the end of the 19th century. Mm. And it's where Gabriele D'Annunzio lived. And he kind of was like, oh, I'm going to say, like a fine poet, I'm sure, but a bit of a mad madzer in the end, you know? Yeah. Like he was the one that fought, you know, to for Italy to reclaim, you know, the bits of the Adriatic. And oh, anyway, whatever. But he was an ultranationalist. Yes, he was. He was an ultranationalist that kind of gave rise, that, that became kind of the, the poet of... Mussolini and the fascists and interestingly is is that even Mussolini and the real politique of 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 the fascists were like Jesus whatever you do just keep Gabriele D'Annunzio out of the oh, way really? yeah oh yeah 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 it's like we can't have him kind of declaiming so they just he was up in his house on Lake Garda and you can visit the house it's kind of interesting writing perfectly fine poetry oh yeah 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 I no, mean no, no. Philip Larkin was a perfectly fine poet yes he know. was and and also as well as mad who, lad too who was it uh, who was it that edited uh, T.S. Eliot um, again also touched <laughs> yeah. on the ultra. Anyway, look, then there's a Roman villa 
so at the on the tip of the Sirmione uh, Peninsula, it's called the Grotte di Catullo or the Villa Catullo. It's just the what the footprint of what was a Roman villa, because of course all three lakes would have been very popular back then with the Romans, who yes. would have built villas for themselves. You know, get away from the impenetrable. Uh, muggy heat of Rome yes. go up to the lakes and, and settle in for six months so you've got that. so it's not just that kind of uh, 18th 19th century no. affluence on show you've got no. history going back much further ah, than yeah. that there's also around Lake Garda because you're in the foothills of the Dolomites particularly as you go towards Riva in the north yeah. great hiking really good hiking great walks if uh, um, I, I was going to say there's great cycling probably not I see them all the time like really good cyclists just like spinning around the lakes but yeah. I'm always thinking in that crazy traffic that takes blind hairpin turns the way it does I just I wouldn't get on a bike in a million years yeah but there's probably good mountain biking yes. off-road biking very good uh, and um, stuff like that yeah. yeah so I had mentioned earlier so the difficulty with getting to these beautiful places is one, they're very popular. So in tourism season, in the height of summer, they're very, very busy. Mm. The transport system is good, but but kind of, it's kind of finicky and ugh, you're doing an awful lot of it's waiting. very Italian. But yet the Italian, I, I would say <laughs> Italian transport system is way better than our own for one, like trains. Oh, Are don't you, say the trains run on time, Fiona. No, 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 no. I mean, just We've like, already had our ultranationalism <laughs> pop. But... A great way, a kind of a hassle-free way of experiencing the lakes, particularly Lake Garda, is go with a guided, like a package holiday. Okay. So, so like, for example, the travel department, they'll do guided tours. So you can do seven nights in Lake Garda, but throw in a visit to Venice and Verona from like eight ninety nine, And that includes your flights and accommodation yeah. and half board. Uh, Top Flight has... Package deals to Lake Garda, so you can go to seven nights, say, in the Hotel Crystal. That's Palace. very good. Seven it's nights, really Lake good. Garda, Venice and Verona, eight ninety nine. Yes, from eight ninety nine. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's where the price starts at. It is really, it's really competitively priced. Like you can go. There's a great one for like in the four star Belvedere Village in Castelnuovo, which is also on um, Lake Garda. This is brilliant for kids. The the, the whole the hotel from seven hundred and fourteen. Four seven nights, including flights, with top flight. Well, that's very good. Yeah. Um, and listen, if you want to book it alone, you mentioned it is easy to get there. You've got Bergamo, Milan and yeah. Verona. And Absolutely. So you've got three points of access, depending. Like for Lake Garda, Verona is the obvious one. They have summer flights. Um, otherwise, you go to Milan, rent a car, and then it's like an hour and a half to Lake Garda. Yeah. It's less to Lake Como and even less to Lago Maggiore. All right. Uh, what about going off season? I mean, is there today? The Things close down. That's the problem. Is is all the closer f- to the mountains? The weather's probably that bit more inclement, is it? Yeah, but it can, like I've been to Garniano in the dead of winter, and the place is dead but beautiful, you okay. know. And but like it is dead because the, the all a lot of the restaurants are seasonal, so that kind of great lifestyle you get in the summer just kind of disappears come the end of October. Okay, and then doesn't reopen until March. So suck up the crowds and just I enjoy mean, the scenery. It's stunningly beautiful part of the world, Kieran. It is. Listen, Fionn Davenport, as always, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Tuesday Travel. On the Hard Shoulder.